0: So we've coined an acronym. It's called VBR. It stands for valid business reason. And so I have my clients that tease me a lot about it. It's like, Jim, what's a good VBR for this? So what's a good valid business reason for somebody to want to meet with you right? when you're prospecting, doing business development? So it's not what we want. It's what does a client want? So what is a valid business reason uh, that they would think is valid to meet with us? What can we share with them? Welcome to Rocket Your Business for Trade Contractors. This podcast is designed to help trade contractors run their businesses more efficiently and profitably by eliminating chaos and discovering new growth opportunities. Learn from experts in the trades how to rocket your business to the next level.
1: Welcome to Rocket Your Business for Trade Contractors. My name is Kathleen. I'm the director of sales here at Estimate Rocket, and I am always joined by my very dynamic co-host, Chris Shank. He is the leader of education and engagement here at Estimate Rocket. Hi, Chris. How are you?
2: Doing great. A little cold, but great.
1: I know. Oh, don't even say it. You're in St. Louis. It's a little bit warmer (laughs) there. You know we're in Boston and it's dank cold here, but for all the hockey players and skiers that live in Boston, they're thrilled. I am not one of those people, <laughs> but anyway, I am so excited. One of my favorite people, he's so interesting yet calm, and he just has is a wealth of information. Uh, we're bringing to you today Jim McBrayer. He is the CEO of McBrayer and Associates. He is a sales coaching company for the top service contractors throughout the United States. And this year he is celebrating his 15th year in business coaching. So he loves it. It's awesome to have him with us. And Chris, I know you'll agree. It's always so much fun brainstorming with him. We always get off the questions, which I think that creates the sweet spot in our podcast.
2: We talk to Jim about winter work. Everyone is asking about it. Everyone has slightly different solutions. Jim's bringing raw intelligence combined with structured systems that he uses to help a lot of contractors prepare to build a backlog for winter work, but also to navigate through the winter. He has a lot of great ideas. Listen for the terms VBR, capability briefings, market research. This guy can help. Check him out too. We have a link to McBrayer and Associates in our podcast notes. This is a coach we believe is worth your while if you're looking for some help. Enjoy the podcast.
1: Hey, Jim, welcome to Estimate Rocket Radio. It's so wonderful to have you on this podcast with us.
2: Good to be here. Jim, this is uh, I think the second time you've been on the podcast Mm -hmm. and we had such a good time with you. We bring a lot of perspective with the Contractors that we work with, and we're able to kind of say, here's what we're seeing in the industry. But I feel like you bring another piece and you're able to see things that we can't always see. And sometimes we're like, oh, yeah, we see the same things and we can kind of find a convergence in our perspective a little bit. So I just love talking with you and picking your brain. Um, we're going to talk about winter work in a second, but real quick. Just tell us what's new at McBrayer and Associates.
0: We're having a good year. Yeah, probably our best year ever. And our lead indicators are that 2024 will be even better than that. Our lead indicators are very similar to our contractors. You know, that we have a pipeline of business and a backlog of business, and it's lining up really good. Uh, I think I mentioned last time, my my daughter, who's been with me for about four years, uh, left, which is all good news because she got a, a contract to write her second book. So she's writing her second book. And then we backfilled that with a virtual assistant that we got at Assist Pro. So AssistPro was really good at um, finding the right personalities and kind of using our core values and the people that they're looking for and matched us up pretty well. And that's working out really great.
2: Wow, fantastic.
1: Wow, and that's great. So I get that question all the time. You know, where can I go to get a virtual assistant? So you're telling us that Assist Pro. Has done well by you and oh, you yeah. enjoyed working with them. Okay.
0: Yeah. They had all the steps and and they were really good at kind of lay, laying out like these are all the things that a, a virtual assistant can do. Mm-hmm. You may not want them doing all that. What particularly mm-hmm. asking you those questions. And then you took the equivalent of a personality test rather than just tell them this is the kind of person I am. They're, they're kind of the judge of that. And you know, it's like answer oh. these questions. Mm-hmm. And then they try to match you up with somebody that would really be a good fit. And then you have interviews with them and if that works you get started and they're they're involved they they're able to come back and you know ask you questions how are things going Do you want us to you know tell the employee anything that you don't want to tell them and so far it's been a great fit so victoria is uh is my virtual assistant she's fantastic
1: that's awesome all right i'll be i'll be promoting them in the future good to know yeah so today's topic is so interesting to me jim because I can't, if I had a nickel for everyone that asked me this question and, and spoke to me about it, you know, I wouldn't even have to have a software company. I'd be very, very wealthy just on this question because right. most contractors have a gap during the year. And when you live on the East coast and you're up North, you know there's that seasonal gap where there's snow outside and ice and you know it's pretty disgusting but I want to I want to ask you you know tell us what you've experienced with your consulting business working with service contractors you know how how do you advise them on how to manage that seasonal gap
0: So it's a great question and actually uh, I learned about it uh, I guess a long time ago some of my customers that I've had for years and years, that's the original reason they hired me was to help fill that gap, the seasonal gap. And I realize that's not the same for everybody for most everybody it's winter months but for other people, there's a seasonal gap and for whatever reason they know that it's coming. and the frustration is that maybe you know nine or ten months out of the year uh, they're laying the wood to it. They're doing great uh, mm-hmm. sales are great, profits are great. but then they have the, the gap that they know is coming. And they're just trying to prevent giving back all their profits for those three yeah. months. because that, That's not uncommon is you're having a great year. It's again, it's not always the end of the year, um, but it's like, Hey, I've got all this in the bank, but uh, it may not stay. So for a lot of them, their goal is just not to give back profits, just like to make $1 a month for two to three months or whatever their gap may be. Some people don't have it as bad uh, you know, because of their geography. You know, they're in the warmer cli- client uh climate, but for others, is it's not just the it's not just the weather, so they're they're asking how do we how do we keep it going? How do we stay focused so that we don't dip or we don't dip as much that it dips into our profits that it still covers our overhead and our our cost.
2: Hmm. What what do you feel like with people who even anticipate that gap coming? What could make that problem worse for some contractors that they may not even realize they're fighting against? Do you see some common denominator there?
0: Yeah, I think some people's strategy is um it's it's going to happen. There's nothing we can do about it. Mm-hmm. And therefore uh, in terms of the the revenue dropping off, so they they take an approach of uh, let's just cut the expenses during that time. Mm-hmm. And cutting the expenses usually looks like uh, giving their people a lot less hours, right? Or, or you got to take all your vacation during these slower times mm-hmm. or even laying people off. And the downside and, they, and that will cut the expenses, but for a lot of these uh operations, you know, that that's the machine. The operation is the machine and to shut the machine down and then start it back up is very difficult, um, primarily with people. All right. So if, uh, if you're cutting their hours, they may leave. If you're letting them go, they left. And the chances of getting them back, a lot of those guys don't want to ride that, that ride any longer of the actual employees. And it's Mm -hmm. like, they're they're gone. They're going to find somebody that will keep them on board and keep them busy.
2: Hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, we see a lot of that.
1: And and I go back to, you know, Tom and I have owned companies for the last 25 years and you go through all different kinds of cycles. That's normal in any business. So yep. preparing for it is is top, the top goal. You need to know how to ride through various things. And if you if you're like us, you only hire really great people. You know, we, part of the exercise of hiring is is eliminating the B and C players. So you don't, in a downturn, the last thing, that's a last resort. You don't want to let anyone go, lay them off. You want to try to figure out how can I manage this with the least amount of friction and um, adversity, you know, uh, negative um, effects to the company. So- so tell us some of the things that you advise your, your service contractors, because you're dealing with some of the top service c- contractors in the country. How do, you, how do you help coach them up so that they can get through this gap time with the least amount of wounds?
0: Yeah. So some of it's actually the type of business that you're going after.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: the segments, if you think about it that way. So there's certain segments that are naturally going to be slow during that period of time especially like uh, retailers. You know, Christmas time, they're making maybe 60% of their profits for an entire year mm-hmm. and they don't want any contractors in their stores at that time. It's like, this is the time we make our money right. and that's and, and gonna be every year type thing. So some of that's moving the segments and some of the segments are from new construction to direct to owner, right? Getting direct to owner. Uh, most everything, if you kind of weigh the pros and cons of new construction versus DTO, direct to owner, Most of the checks are going to be in the the direct-to-owner box. It's usually more profitable. They're easy to deal with. The schedule is much easier. Everything except one thing, and that is they're harder to find. Direct-to-owner is harder to find Mm -hmm. uh, versus general contractors. They're easy to find. They're sending you the work. And for the most part, with that new construction, as it pertains to business development, growth, sales, estimating, all that, it's a reactive type thing. You know, the, the subcontractors... They're getting bits, and of course you know there's they're not hard to find, and they're reaching out to them, going, "Hey, quote this work, quote this work." Mm-hmm. to find the other work to find the direct uh, direct to owner work, it's much more proactive, and so they're not necessarily searching you out, you have to search them out mm-hmm. and depending on your sales cycle, which you know hi- historical data will tell you how long your sales cycle is, typically sales cycle on general contract and new construction work is a lot longer. And they're bidding it out. Even if, Then it breaks ground. And depending on where you are in the pecking order of the subs, painters, for example, or in landscapers are kind of the last ones in. So you bid this stuff that you're doing now, you bid it 18 months ago.
1: right? With mm-hmm. Direct,
0: direct right. To, to owner type business is typically a much quicker hit, you know, 30 to 90 day window typically of you're working on stuff. And if you win it, you're going to be doing it and billing it in 30, 60, m- most using 90 days. So finding them, being proactive to find them, and then have, we, we coined a, an acronym VBR, a valid business reason that these people would want to talk to you. And so it for the seasonal gap, it's kind of figuring out what, what do we have during the seasonal gap that may attract some of these people. And so some of the things that we found, it, it gets their attention. Remember, the, the objective is just to get in front of them, just to talk to them. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I've got to have a good reason to talk to them. So we're not going to, you know, the discounting the price. That's the easy way to go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not the strongest way to go. Something's so much stronger is offering like an expedited service. I mean, kind of tell them the truth. I mean, this is our slower season, which means we can put a lot more people on your job, a job that would maybe take three weeks. Uh, We can get done inside of a week. So there's less Mm -hmm. shutdown. You know, if you have any tenants or anything like that, they don't have to you know, we're not going to be very disruptive for very long. We can get in, put massive people on it and get back out. Mm-hmm. Some of the other services that uh, seem to work very well are, you know, what are your, what else can you do for them? Knowing this is your seasonal time and and other than giving away your price and lowering your price, can you do more of what you do? Just do more, right? That, that you're not going to charge. If you're a painter, for example, can you paint the pool house for free? Right, I'm gonna paint all this other stuff, and we'll throw in the pool house. Or we're gonna pressure wash the parking lot, or stripe it. Maybe depending on how much work that you're getting. Mm-hmm. Or even coming back, a great service to offer is we're gonna go if it's residential, paint the house, whatever we're painting. But we're gonna come back in six months and redo the touch up, re-caulk anything, pressure wash it, gonna make it look like new six months from now. Because that's one of the things we find in the winter months that uh, some people are saying, well, we want to wait till the weather's better. So. You know, it's going to really you know, pop. Mm-hmm. Get there. It's like let's let's go ahead and do ninety percent of the work now. It's going to look great now. We'll make it look great again right. in six months or three months or whatever you need. Mm-hmm. And that usually doesn't cost the the contractor that much. Like you did a good job. Just come in here and pressure wash it off. Maybe just blow leaves off, and it, you know it looks good. But whatever right. you, again, the whole idea it they're not typically making their decision on the offer. They're making a the decision on the relationship that you got in there. So you got to have a reason to get in and talk to them. And these are some of the things that can kind of get you in there other than offering price.
1: Right, right. I know a lot of our residential painters, um, they offer holiday lighting. So we made them a holiday lighting pricing template because yep. they have all the equipment. And some of them even went to the extreme of storing their customers holiday lighting and they charge them rent and um, hourly rates for doing all the work and storing all the right. the goods. So that's interesting, too, I thought.
0: Yeah. If it fits. So that the,
1: if it fits.
0: If it fits. So, so the key to that is um, y- you don't want to get too far outside of what mm-hmm. you're naturally good at that you know you can deliver on. And to your point, some people have the equipment to hang the lights, mm-hmm. keeps people busy. And for other people, it's like, just, just do more of what you're already doing that you're really good at mm-hmm. and get in front of those people. But it's typically the the direct-to-owners that have that flexibility of them. Mm-hmm. And then also some of the segments. Some of the segments, depending on the part of the country, then they get busy right after the first of the year. So also, y- you have um, like facility managers that have a budget and if they don't spend the budget by the end of the year, you know, that's a big part of how they set the budget for the following year. If they don't spend it, they don't get it again. So, okay. you know, who, who's got some budget left? That right. we win? And then for other people, uh, they can't do anything until right after the first of the year. But again, another valid business reason to get in front of them is to give them a budget bid. So, you don't know what your budget is. You're trying to get a budget. If you let us go out here and quote some of this stuff, then you've actually got a quote that you can ask for the mm-hmm. budget. Yes. And then and again, we've already formed the relationship. Doesn't it's not a guarantee they're going to do business with us, but Mm -hmm. if we've done a good job, they know us, they feel confident with us. It's our budget bid and it sets the stage for getting work in January and February.
2: Wow. Great. Love that. So VBR, huh? Valid yep. business reason. Yeah, Valid I love it.
1: Don't you, Chris? I love it. We'll be it. using like, that one. Yeah, good I know one. we'll be yeah. we'll
2: be coming back around at the end of this when we get a little clip for social media to promote this. I, I like we'll, that.
1: We'll use that, Jim. Do, yeah. do you
2: feel like, so, so tell me real quick, just because it's a unique way of phrasing that. Tell me how you came to that realization that one is this is an issue. This is a, a partly a solution to that and I, I'm going to create this acronym because I, I'm going to use it all the time. Tell me about what occasioned the use of that, um, that people felt like they were just coming up with random things to sell to people, you know, to, to get through winter or what was oh, For the winter or for the VBR? What... Well, the use of VBR for winter work. What, what, yeah. what brought that? How did you develop that idea? I, I know it seems kind of reasonable in a way, but it seems a very specific way to phrase it and to help people yeah. learn a
0: lesson. So, uh, so what, what I do with the company, we, we do three things. We do sales training. When I think about sales training, think about workshops, right? It's like a two-day workshop. We also do one-on-one coaching. And then we also, we're a professional implementer of EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System. Mm-hmm. All of those involve, if you will, public speaking for me. And to generate leads, that my, what I found is the best way for me to generate leads is doing things like this and speaking at events, so it, it shocks people when I tell them that I'm shy by nature. It's like, but you do this for a living. You can't be shy. So my, my brother, he's a year and a half older than I am. He was a salesperson well before I got into sales. My background before that was uh, sports, athletics, playing baseball. Hmm. And when I told my parents that I was going to get into sales, you could just, you know, like the, this thing, the blood <laughs> drained out of their face. Like, we could. We can see your brother doing that because he's kind of like a stand-up comedian, a socialite, you know, but you're so shy, you know, Mm -hmm. you think you're going to be good at that. You got to talk to people, Jim. You know, you got to talk to people. But But what I found was if I had a valid business reason, a valid reason to talk to somebody, I could approach anybody Mm -hmm. that it gave me confidence to talk to people. Mm -hmm. And so I started with that of saying, if I've got a reason to talk to somebody, if I have something that they may really need, then it's, it's my job, you know, to, to talk to them and they're mm-hmm. looking, you know, especially mm-hmm. if it's a professional buyer or any type of manager that, you know, they hire for those, those services, then it's my role to do that. So the only question is, and it's all in the power of the question, right? And usually it's the questions you're asking yourself is, well, what's a good reason for me to approach that person? What's a valid mm-hmm. business reason for me to talk? And when, when I'm coaching people one-on-one, when they say something like that, I, I just jump all over. Go, That's a great question. That's a great question. You're asking mm-hmm. yourself, all we gotta do is figure out the answer. Figuring out the answer is not gonna be that hard. Asking the right question was hard. Asking yourself the right question is hard. Right. So if you're constantly asking, you know, how do I get in front of people? Cause that's really the beginning of the sales process. Even mm-hmm. when you're prospecting, it's like, well, why would they want to talk to you? And, and we usually start with the, what's in it for us. You know, why we want to talk to them. I want to make a sale. Like yeah, that don't really matter. Well, you know, they don't really care. They'll be mm. nice to you. But they don't care what you want. Why should they talk to you? What's in it for them? And mm-hmm. it's not your solution. Not yet. Uh, how can you bring value other than whatever it is that you guys do? And so some of the things that we found, this is for winter work. But the other things we talked about is building out a capabilities briefing for what you guys do. So mm-hmm. it's not a hard sales pitch. Kind of the, the verbiage we use around that is, uh, we just want to be a hip pocket resource for you so that if you need somebody that does what we do, because we do things that some of our competitors don't do and they do some things that we don't do. But when you need somebody, you need somebody that you already mm-hmm. have a relationship with. You know, the old saying of dig your well before you're thirsty. So have the relationship before you actually need the service. Mm-hmm. And so all we want to do is just kind of come in. So it, what we're trying to do is really uh, lower the the resistant wall. Uh, they just talked to us. I'm not going to put, put the sale on ya. you. Know, I'm not going to trick you into doing business with me. I'm just mm-hmm. going to tell you what we do. And then there's kind of a format. We help people build out their own capability briefings. But there's also things like market intelligence, like what's going on in the marketplace, mm-hmm. especially about the kind of people we're talking to. So if you were talking to um, multifamily, you know, if you're trying to sell multifamily, you know, they'd be very interested in what all the experts are saying and what's coming in terms of interest rates, in terms of occupancy rates. Those mm-hmm. are that's the type of information It's like, what well, it doesn't have anything to do with selling what I sell. It's like, no, it has everything to build that relationship. Right. So you can start that start down the path of you can help them then you'll help them. And that's that's kind of where this came about with valid. What are the valid business reasons for winter work? And it was, hey, put yourself in the customer's shoes. Why would they want to do business with us this time of year? And it's like, well, there's some, we're slow, right? So you're slow. So there's some things that you can do that would benefit them other than just cutting your price. Right. Because the problem with cutting the price is now you've set the bar of what what you're worth. And now you got to raise prices. And that's the way they're going to look at it. And even, even future work, they go, well, you did this. Now you got to explain why you lowered the price. So if you can give right. them something that's additional services, and it's usually the things that you're really good at, uh, that that's going to take you along further than just dropping your price and trying to get it back again.
2: We've we've pushed back hard on the lowering your price thing. We've done podcasts on it um, mm-hmm. that we want. Yeah, and, and for the reason that you just said. You said a lot of smart things, and I mean, you're a smart dude. And we've talked to you before, and had some smart things come out of that podcast. But there was there's so many things. I hope people are di- they're digesting this, taking it slow, mm-hmm. take one thing at a time because there's so much. And it's great um, intros and segues into what you do because I'm like oh, as people get in and you unpackage more of this and help train people mm-hmm. on how to do capabilities briefing i'm just like that's a whole other podcast i love it right um very smart you're in the right line of work you made the right choice <laughs> tell your mom tell your was, mom and dad we will be proud I, of you <laughs> i was on a podcast and they said i'm i did the right thing <laughs> but it's great i love it this is gold for our audience um i love it so i would love to just tell people how to find out more about mcbrayer and associates and what you guys do over there how do, where do you direct people to
0: Well, ones you can just call me direct. We're not a big company, so I'll give you my my cell phone number, 770-331-0277. You can also go to our website, mcbrayerandassociates.com, and then there's a place on there that you can schedule a time on the calendar if you just want to talk and no hard pressure. Uh, I talk to people a lot, uh, and I know in the first five seconds, like there's not a good fit for them to be a customer Mm -hmm. of mine but I'll stay in there and for 30 minutes and just try to deliver value to them because mm-hmm. they can be a great reference for somebody else that I really can help. So if there's, if you think I can help you schedule a time and does not cost you anything. And I think at a minimum you'll walk away with a nugget or two that you can go deploy without my services won't cost you anything other than your time. And then maybe there will, there is a fit that I can help your organization.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. You're 100%. in for the long game. Yep. Just like us i just want to thank you so much jim it's always a pleasure i i enjoy more seeing you in person because we have a lot of fun when we're together and we never stop the conversation never gets dull when we start talking um but thank you so much for uh, coming on our estimate rocket community is is vast and deep and they are always so appreciative for the experts that we bring on here to give them pearls of wisdom, so um, I would like to say on their behalf, thank you so much for your time, and we can't wait to have you on again in 2024. There
0: you wow. mm-hmm. Well, thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. I always enjoy talking to you guys. Rocket Your Business for Trade Contractors is brought to you by Estimate Rocket, makers of the top sales and job management software for contractors. Manage the chaos and rocket your business to the next level. I'm shy by nature.